everybody, and thank you for joining me today. Um, it's Alan Barry Labucan from the uh, Rocks and Stocks News website, uh, my new website that I started earlier this year. Um, I've got a special guest today in Ewan Downey. Uh, for those that have been following my reports for a number of years, Ewan has uh, had a, a couple big successes that um, we've covered in the reports. And I, I think he's about to build a third success. So I thought it was a good time to have him on the show. Those past successes included Wolfton, uh, which was bought out by an Australian company. And then recently his uh, Premier Gold that I actually started covering from its spin out uh, from Wolfton. And uh, that was taken over and now he's got I-80 Gold. Uh, and uh, Ewan's going to tell us all about what he's doing with you, with I-80 Gold. So thank you very much for joining us, uh, Ewan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Nice, nice that you've been following our stories for that long. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's been a number of years. I think Wolfton was like the, the first, in my first ever Alan Berry reports, uh, so uh, that started in 2005. So been uh, been following your your successes and uh, your companies for 16 years now. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. I kind of view I80 almost like the continuation of Wolfden Resources Inc. Because Premier was spun out of Wolfden, and now I80 is spun out of uh, Premier. So it's um, it's been it's been fun. Um, but it's. It's kind of a bit of a, uh, let's say, a fork in the road because Premier was the main thing that I was excited about Premier for was your Red Lake stuff. And then you went and started building a Nevada company. And now that Nevada company has become I-80. So let's, uh, let's, get, uh, let's get up to speed on I-80. Yeah, well, like you, like you said, we started in Red Lake. We blossomed into Geraldton with Hard Rock. Hard Rock was the real, or what's the Greenstone project was the real prize, I think, in the takeover for Equinox. I, I'm pretty certain that it's going into construction this year. And quietly within Premier, we're building up our Nevada portfolio. And Nevada, to me, is just a, a wonderful place to work. It was recently ranked number one by the Fraser Institute as the most attractive place globally for mining investment. We've had a, a great track record of being able to make acquisitions and progress projects forward there. So really looking forward to, um, to this new company. It's still kind of like, feels like the launch because we just started. But um, we're, we're going to be aggressive at, at building this company. It's, we, plan on, uh, we plan on doing something bigger and better with this company, so to speak. Well, you know, you and one of the things that I what really stood out to me with Premier was in your Nevada efforts was that you're an exploration guy at heart. And that's why I've always followed the work you do, because we're uh, kindred spirits in that regard. And uh, the projects, you always were able to get good projects that needed more drilling. And uh, I think that's what made you stand out for your Nevada stuff. So um, what's the, what's, what's on, tell us a little more about I-80. The name in itself has a interesting story to it. 
Yeah, well, I-80, International 80 is the highway that runs through northern Nevada. I kind, I kind of refer to it as the Golden Highway because by the time you get out of Lovelock and head towards Elko, there's almost not maybe five minutes where you don't see a gold mine out one of your windows. It's just a prolific district for mining, very favorable uh, jurisdiction. And so that's that's where the name I-80 came about. But um, we've, like you said, I, I'm, I'm a bit of an explorationist at heart, growing into being a, a producer because we've been producing for the last several years at Premier in Mexico and in, in Nevada. But um, really it's, always looking out for those opportunities where, where I think we can get a lot bigger and better. And we, um, we acquired South Arturo, had a few hundred thousand ounces to our credit because we own 40%. And um, now it's up to well over a million in all categories to our account. Uh, so as a property that was underexplored, underdeveloped, and now is going into full development, we're mining and we're looking to build two new mines. Um, we also have McCoy Cove that's 1.35 million ounces inferred and 350,000 measured indicated, making a total of 1.7. It's still open for expansion. I'm very certain we'll, we'll grow that to over 2 million. We acquired it. Again, it was just a couple of hundred thousand ounces. And um, the most recent acquisition, Granite Creek, that we made from Waterton is a property that Atna failed on, not because in my view, it was a, to me, it's one of the highest quality projects in all of Nevada, but because they tried mining too soon, um, undercapitalized, underdrilled, and then tried to become a miner. And it's those opportunities I think you really, uh, you can really benefit from. Acquired that property for 50 million, essentially from Waterton, and we're getting prepared to release a PEA that's going to show multiples of that. So it's, and the deposit's wide open. We're just drilling two areas that all of the intercepts that we're following up are sort of 10 to 20, 20 10 to 30 grams over Goodwood. And we're following that up. We should start releasing assays within a month. So um, let's hope we, uh, we you know, continue to expand on those intercepts and make this a much bigger high grade project than we envisioned when we bought it. Now that's a name from the past. Um, I think I covered that company. Atna, did they get bought out or how did that go about? Um, uh, funny little story. Atna went underground and they were started mining, but they, like I said, they were undercapitalized. So they ran into financial trouble and we actually tried to take them over. And, and uh, uh, back then it would have been premier. So we actually tried to take them over. They refused it, and ultimately they went bankrupt, watered and bought it out of bankruptcy, uh, kept it under care and maintenance, and then we picked it up, rehabbed the underground, we're drilling from surface and underground, and um, uh, our expectation is sometime in the second half here, we're, in a, we're going to kick off underground test mining in order to hopefully ramp up our production in 2022. So it's a, it's a great opportunity, permitted, almost ready to go. So it's uh, something that we're looking to fast track and it has a heat leachable open pit deposit on top of that. It isn't yet permitted, but the grades over one and a half grams. So wow. you don't find that very often. That's, and, uh, that's high grade for an oxide open pit uh, situation. Yeah, so we're, we're really looking forward to, um, to uh, getting starting to get drill results. Just hopefully that's usually what gets the market a little more excited and then 
continue to advance it towards development and ultimately what I hope will be significant cash flow for our company. So when Equinox took over Premier, you were left with everything in Nevada and Red Lake or just Nevada? How did that work out? So Equinox acquired everything we had in Red Lake, um, the Greenstone project in Canada, the uh, Mercedes mine in Mexico, and we got to keep everything in Mexico. And then they're a 30% owner of IED. So we've got very strong shareholders. We've got Orion as a major shareholder, uh, Sprott, it used to be Cocoville, um, Waterton is a shareholder. Uh, I'm a pretty big shareholder. So pretty much we know where 60% of the stock is in this company. So it's pretty tightly held really. And so how much um, stock is out on the deal? Uh, we have about, uh, about 190 million outstanding right now. Um, and we have about, we have uh, at the end of last quarter, we just released that last week, hence the call. Um, we, um, we have just over 70 million in cash and, ca and cash equivalents. So wow. we're in uh, great financial shape. We mine earnings were 4.4 million for the quarter. So we are uh, generating cash from the Arturo mine. And now we're ramping up other deposits to where we hope we can become a self-sufficient company. And I've got longer or I've got bigger aspirations for this company. As uh, I told you on the phone call when we were catching up that, you know, we, we've built this portfolio by making some creative deals and acquisitions. We grew from a tiny little resource base and in uh, about seven years ago, we had only about 400,000 ounces in all categories in Nevada. And through successful acquisitions and, ex and subsequent exploration, we've grown that resource base more than tenfold to what's now in all categories over 5 million, nearly five and a half million ounces. So, um, and I've got goals to double that again. And Five million ounces in Nevada. Yeah, our goal is to, you know, do uh, continue with exploration. We have 30,000 meters of drilling going right now on two projects to grow our resource base. And um, our goal is, as we said, we have on our company's uh, presentation on the website is to grow our resource endowment to over 10 million ounces we want to grow our production over 200,000 ounces and companies like that command a significant, significantly bigger market cap than we have today. So we're, we're looking to grow fast and be aggressive. Well, one thing that I always liked about Premier was that you guys were sort of moving into that middle tier space and there wasn't a big group to compete with in that mid tier space, which is you know, used to be an important part of the mining industry. And now it's been sort of gutted in the last couple of decades. And, uh, you know, those projects that are underloved by the majors or not, um, uh, you know, not big enough for the majors are certainly big enough for a mid-tier. Yeah, definitely. Um, but for us, um, you know, if you look at Nevada gold mines, the largest producer, really, I think, as a district, so to speak, Nevada gold mines is the, the largest producer anywhere in the world, that district. And most of the deposits mined by Nevada gold mines, that's the joint ventures form when Nevada, uh, Newmont and Barrick put their assets together in Nevada. Most of the assets are transitioning from oxide mineralization down into more sulfide and requiring refractory processing. And 
So that's a real key need in Nevada is uh, the ability to process refractory ore. We're Nevada Gold Mine's only operating partner. So our ore is processed at their facilities. And for us to unlock really what I think the, the full value of McCoy Cove and our new Granite Creek property is securing a long-term processing arrangement. So that's, that's a real key focus for our company. And that way we'll be able to demonstrate that we, we will be successful here in the state of Nevada and, and, um, and continue to look for opportunities. We, uh, we, we've really had a great experience working there. It's a very welcoming state for mining companies, which you don't find everywhere in the United States or in the world for that, for that matter. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a great experience. So that's, that's gonna be our focus is just Nevada. So, and you've always had that, um, that model of growing with the checkbook or the stock treasure, uh, stocks or, or, and with, and importantly with the drill rig, uh, is that still the, the game plan? Yeah, we're, like you said, we want to double our resources again from where we are today. We want to, this year, we're only expecting probably less than 20,000 ounces from South Arturo. And um, like I said, in our checkbook on our, on our presentation, it says we want to grow to over 200,000. So we've got to increase our reserves and resources by, uh, we want to double it and we want to increase our production tenfold. So those are two of our major goals with this company. We, we didn't just take the premier management team and throw it in I-80. We, we assembled a group of a real quality group uh, in Reno. Um, Three members of our team all previously ran the three largest gold mining complexes of Nevada gold mines. They've got great experience operating in the state. And for me, that brings a lot of credibility to IAD as an operator. My, uh, a good friend of mine, Jake Morgalis, is a geo that lives in Reno. Have you run across Jake uh, in your he used to? I probably will when I'm there more often. I'm planning in the fall to be. Uh, spending a lot of my time or most of my time down in Nevada as we build this company and that'll be starting in the fall. So we're, we're, we're definitely have our eyes on being bigger and better there. And when I'm down, I'm sure I'm going to meet all the, the mining people. Yeah, and I, 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 uh, I should give you his number because Jake is uh, like, he ran Anglo's uh, Anglo's efforts in Nevada for a bunch of years with um, the guy, uh, his name, uh, I'm, straight, I'm not remembering his name, but Jake has, uh, he built a database that a company I worked for uh, bought off of Anglo when Anglo left. And uh, then Jake is like one of those encyclopedic knowledge of Nevada kind of guys. And he lives in Reno. So I got to try to hook you guys up. He's a He's a great guy. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Be great. I'll, I'll definitely email you his number and uh, tell him you're going to give him a call. So, um, but on the production side of things, um, one of the things I always look at you in is the cost of production. What is your profile look on your cost of production um, uh, on your currently producing mine? Um, this year we're expecting um, the for the year we're expecting our all in sustaining cost to be in around the thousand dollar mark. Um, we've been 
the well Nevada gold mines is the operator they've been transitioning out of it being a contractor run mine into a self-run mines so that's resulted at, especially in the last quarter and a bit bit higher costs than we expect on the last at rest of the year um, and also we're we're developing deeper so we're driving a decline deeper as we speak to to get in this the high-grade mineralization we were drilling uh, last year so the um, uh, yeah, the costs this year expect to be somewhere just just around that thousand dollars an ounce margin. Wow. So there's good margin at even seventeen hundred. But I think uh, part of the reason why I'm cranking up my reporting is I think that gold is oversold, and um, we're coming into a much more bullish scenario for the price of gold. So uh, you know, you guys are doing all right at seventeen hundred when you got a thousand dollar cost. Uh, is that decline going to uh, start eating up some of your cash? What's the situation there? Uh, no, we're, 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 we have good margin coming out of there. So that operation, um, as we put in our quarter, we just released, uh, made about $4.4 in operating cash flow in the quarter, despite putting up uh, dollars into development uh, and a quite a bit of drilling here in the first half. So well, that's of the profit above your added costs from the decline. Yeah. Wow. So you're you're in the you're in the the the, the good books there with your uh, production and covering your cost of uh, adding to your production. But it doesn't it doesn't build Granite Creek and it doesn't build uh, McCoy Cove, hence the strong balance sheet we have so that we're in a position to continue to drive those projects forward. And um, so where once, do you stand with McCoy Cove and uh, and that Granite Creek, I think you said? Granite Creek, we're underground right now. We're drilling off um, areas that we expect to be mining probably later this year and into next year. And we also have drills expanding at depth. So we're, we're trying to add mine life and get ready to move into full production. And uh, our goal is to have it ramping up in the production in the first half of next year. So we're, um, that mine should produce for our company a lot more than our joint venture, our 40% ownership of our joint venture does. So if we can keep our costs down that thousand, hopefully less than a thousand, if we can get the grade up there well and good enough, it's a plus 10 gram deposit. So it's good grades and, and um, if we can get our, our target there, I think we're gonna be, our plan is to release a PEA here in the not too distant future is I'd expect that ultimately we should be producing 75 to 100,000 ounces a year out of that underground operation. And, and we have the open pit on top of that. So it's, it's, some, it's a project we think uh, in the future would generate a lot of cash flow for our company. Well, at 1.5 grams in the oxides, that's pretty sweet. And, and uh, now that you've talked a bit about the former Atna project, was part of their problem, did they rush that through without a, uh, an economic uh, studies or what What led them to their problems of, uh, of getting? Um, I, 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 you know, I don't want to <laughs> throw, <laughs> throw dirt on anybody, but really they under drilled it before mining, they needed a lot more definition drilling in the areas they were mining um, at uh, El Nino, the underground mine we have with Nevada gold mines, we drill off our resource, our deposit, okay, we're going to mine this area, but when, then we put a cubex drill in and really define it. 
in advance of mining each stoke or each pod of the mineralized area, and ADNA didn't do any of that. So they they were taking waste where they thought they were going to have ore and leaving ore in the walls. So they were uh, having a lot of issues in that regard. Their processing arrangement with um, I believe is Barrick at the time um, was pretty egregious. Um, uh, over $150 a ton was the processing cost to have it told me treated at the adjacent facility. And we we've built a pretty good relationship with Nevada Gold Mines and we're currently working on a, hopefully what will ultimately be an arrangement for our company to process there. And I'd uh, like to believe that will be a lot less than what it did. So, and then they tried just uh, mining enough ore to keep developing and they didn't have enough uh, cash balance and reserve. They didn't, they didn't do a feasibility study where they could say that's access. What I, that's what I was, I could, so they couldn't access, say, debt to use as part of their financing package to be well financed, and and instead of putting in a lot of development, then starting to mine and keeping ahead of yourselves, they started mining immediately when they got down and tried to develop at the same time, and it just it, it didn't work. It was a it was a whole bunch of errors thrown into one, and when we did the um, due diligence on them when we were trying to buy them out, we. We were telling them we'd shut this place down if we, you know, if if we're successful at taking you guys over, we'll probably end up shutting down and doing a pretty significant development and drill program, and then restart rather than continue on as. And they you've were. now done that. We're doing all the underground drilling right now. We have, uh, I think, right now we have three dr drill rigs moving up to four, both surface and underground, to define the immediate areas. We're putting in some additional development right now. We're planning on doing test mining before we think of moving. Uh, we're going to try a few different methods on different zones to see which which method works best in, in this type of ore body. And then we'll be talking about full production. But okay. we'll make sure we've done our, our background work, the drilling, um, everything first, and then say, okay, now we're ready to to make but this you can benefit from that underground working so you don't have to do a lot of big holes from the surface you can more define it from underground yeah we've got about 10 million budgeted this year for uh development uh develop some development capital some drilling um and the test mining program somewhere around 10 million to be spent here in 2021 and that will put us in a position that essentially if we're ready to put it in production at that point, the additional development things we need to get going, assuming we're using a contractor mining, uh, SMD, that's the company that's in there working with us now is likely the candidate and, and probably five, around 5 million will be our capital cost to, to ramp it up. Wow. Well, we don't have to build a mill and tailings pond, all that kind of stuff. It's, that's still assuming we're getting a processing arrangement, but um, we've we won't have to put in all that major infrastructure that costs so much in putting mines into production. So that's that's and when the beauty time, not just money, but time. Yeah. Waterton that since since they since it went bankrupt and Waterton bought it, they kept it under care and maintenance. So they kept it dry, they maintained the underground, the ventilation. So it's very little cost to get this one up and running and 
we're pretty uh, pretty happy with the acquisition and hopefully when we start releasing drill drill results you'll see why we're so excited well and that's not easy to find something that you can has high grade whether you're looking at the near sur at surface stuff open pitable or the underground stuff and and low cost to bring it into production that's sort of a, a unique animal these days yeah it sure is okay and what's going on at mccoy cove mccoy cove we put the power line into the proposed portal site we've permitted to go underground and now it's kind of just standing by we're we're optimistic on our ability to be able to um, reach an agreement to get some uh, processing done off site. Um, again, it's a refractory deposit, so we need the processing, but we've put in some of the initial infrastructure. We're permanent, we're ready to go. Now we need that final piece of the puzzle. And if we can get that in place here in the current quarter or next quarter, probably within about three months of that, we'll be announcing that we are starting the underground development there. And we believe that both Granite Creek and McCoy Cove combined in operation will meet our company's target of exceeding 200,000 ounces a year of production. So Arturo, South Arturo, the, the, what do you, you got any pending stuff there um, or what's the situation? Yep. We're, we're mining what we call the El Nino underground mine. We're doing a trade-off study on the phase three project, which was originally visioned as an open pit, but it's really good grade as well. Refractory, so now Nevada Gold Mines is doing a trade-off. Is it better to mine it as a pit or underground? And we started stripping the phase one pit. We're doing a bit of additional bulk sampling on the heat leach. So the two additional um, projects are planned for there. Um, it's just a matter of time, but as the 40% owner, we don't control that clock. It's the 60% owner that does. So, um, we are but planning. In the meantime, to... you've got good numbers coming from it, and it's paying for itself and bringing some more cash yeah. into the treasury. Yeah, and um, we we're doing eight thousand meters of underground drilling, and um, we've been seeing results. We haven't released any yet this year, but again, some some great um, follow up to last year's program. Uh, last year's program, the extension drilling at depth, where it remains wide open, was multiple intercepts of sort of eight to 20 some grams over widths of four to 100 meters. So lots and lots of high grade down there. And, and okay, um, I'll take some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good project. But like I said, it is controlled by our partners. So we, um, we do collaborate. And we I think we work really well together. But ultimately, the timing of when we build the next two phases of mining is in their hands. And they have, they're doing a lot of technical work needed to make that decision, but haven't yet formally made the decision to go. And at McCoy Cove and Granite Creek, you have your future more in your own hands? Is that the situation? Yeah, so long as we have the processing. So processing is key for us. Okay. So McCoy Cove, uh, is there anything pending or expected on the horizon for, for there? No, it's just um, Keep just working towards that processing arrangement. It's it's ready to go. We're just sitting uh, sitting waiting to get get our the last piece of the puzzle, as I said, in place, and then we're 
we'll be in a position to present it to our board and say, we believe this is a viable plan and we should proceed. And I expect support of the board. And if all goes well, by the end of the year, we'll be starting to develop two mines. So that'll be a, a great, great position to be in. Not too many companies developing two new 10 plus gram deposits at the same in time. In Nevada. In Nevada. <laughs> and um, it sounds like you've got a lot of work and pending results coming from your Granite Creek. Is that sort of where you can see some pending news that could get some folks excited? Yeah, we've got over 20,000 meters of drilling plan this year, surface and underground. We've probably now completed 30 odd holes, both open pit and underground. Um, and I'd expect in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start releasing the first of those. And um, based on the historic resource numbers, um, the, or all the resource numbers that are there, the intercepts uh, that we're following up on, we're expecting this to be a pretty spectacular drill program. Okay, well, that's uh, that's a good one to end on. And then you've also got the long-term sort of business model, which is to be looking for new stuff and uh, and uh, by using the checkbook and the drill rig. Yeah, it's you know where I always tell our everybody in our team that don't. Don't just assume we've got the best deposit in Nevada, or don't just assume we have the best deposit in Canada or Mexico when we were there. Always keep your eyes open because if there's something better, we should own it. And so we, we've always had that motto that um, we've constantly got a program of reviewing other assets. We actually have a project in our portfolio that isn't on our website, I don't think, and on our presentation called Tabor that we view as a it's an early expiration concept, but could could be a major discovery. Uh, just waiting on permits to actually begin drilling, which would we won't expect that to be permitted for drilling until next year. Um, it's not BLM ground; it's Forest Service, so it takes a little longer. Uh, but a, a great looking project. So we're we do have some early stage expiration going, and we grew in Nevada by first buyer acquiring. Uh, Cove from um, Victoria, then we bought McCoy from Newmont, and then we bought um, Granite Creek, or uh, subsequent to that, we bought the South Arturo project from Goldcorp, the 40% ownership, and recently we, we acquired Granite Creek from Waterton. So we're we're constantly looking for, for good opportunities. We've, we've grown our resource base through those acquisitions and through successful exploration on those properties from, like I said, just under 400,000 ounces seven years ago to now about five and a half. And, and I wanna grow it over 10. And if that, um, if that means not only having successful exploration, looking for other great opportunities where we've been acquisitive throughout my career and it's, it's done well for our company. We, well, uh, both and, companies uh, are founded were acquired themselves. You're a bit modest. You, uh, you've been a very good buyer and uh, very talented with the drill rig as well, uh, Ewan. So uh, keep, keep going in that direction because you know what you're doing and with the checkbook and the drill rig. And uh, well, that's a great update and glad to chat with you again, Ewan. It's been too long. Um, sure has. It sure sounds like you're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about in the future. So we'll do more of these. 
for sure. I look forward to catching up again and best, uh, best wishes and success for you and in your Mexican endeavors. Hope, hope the best for you. Well, um, we're working hard down here. I'm excited about what we're doing. We've got a good team and uh, maybe one day I'll have uh, my own spin outs to talk about uh, <laughs> you and uh, I, I'm sure I, you I'm, I've always been the kind of guy that tries to learn from others and um, you know, not to, 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 to be too, uh, uh, I don't know how you say it, but you've been one of the people that I consider a mentor in this business. I try to follow what you're doing and, and try to learn from what you're doing. And um, uh, I try to apply that to the company that I run in Advanced Gold. And um, so uh, we're going to talk some more. Sounds good. Look forward to seeing you, talking in the near future. Okay, let me uh, let me wrap this up, Ewan. So there you go, folks. Ewan Downey, serial entrepreneur in the mining business, really talented with the uh, with buying and uh, then enhancing with the drill rig. They've got they're a uh, uh, they're a mid they're on their way to being a larger producer, uh, just off the heels of being taken over by Equinox for one of their big discoveries in Canada. And uh, I'm a big fan of Nevada. Uh, I always look for companies that can have what I call the Nevada premium. I-80 Gold is one of those candidates. Do your homework, check out their website, follow what they're doing. And we'll keep doing that as well with more interviews with you. And so, as I always say, my shows are for information purposes only. It's always important for you to do your homework and speak with your financial advisors. But I uh, think you should Definitely keep an eye on what uh, Ewan and his team are doing because they know what they're doing. Have a great day.